All right, would you pray with me? Lord, we are so grateful, Lord, for how you love us and how you've made a way for us, Lord, that even when our world is turned upside down and things are going crazy, Lord, we can still depend on you and lean on you for for our provision and for leadership in our lives. And so, Father, I pray that you would fill each one of us with your spirit. Lord, guide us with your quiet voice inside. Father, we just pray for your comfort and peace to be with those that are struggling. Lord, we pray for just your ongoing comfort. You are the God of all comfort, as your, your word teaches us. And so, Lord, we just ask that you continue to be with us, lead us, guide us. Lord, help us to ultimately put our focus on you when the circumstances are trying to draw all of our attention to other things and fear and chaos and stuff tries to creep into our hearts and minds. Lord, we just ask for your your guidance, and your protection during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jannie, for leading us in worship. I uh, love it. I love it. Um, a few things uh, I want to mention to you today uh, before we get started with what's next. Um, it, hopefully you got my audio file update that I sent you this week. Um, there's, I take about 20 minutes in there to share some thoughts about uh, a number of different things, and I'm just going to hit a couple of them real quickly here. Uh, first of all, if you've been thinking about hosting a small group for this next small group cycle, and obviously we're doing that at least at the onset um, through online platforms, then I really encourage you to get that application in. Those are due today, and you'll see more information come out this week about what's available and some of those groups that are coming up. There's some good ones that I'm aware of, they're going to be getting started. So I'm looking forward to those. And, and I think we need to just keep plowing ahead. We need to keep growing, keep being in community and those kind of things together. So if you've been thinking about that, be sure to go onto our website under the groups menu and fill out an application, get that in um, and let Mr. Jason Harris, our community life pastor know that, that you're wanting to do that. And then we'll, we'll be presenting uh, in the next couple of weeks opportunities for that. So looking forward to that. Also, what I had mentioned was that um, we have a global relief fund that has begun for Regions Beyond. And, you know, being a part of Regions Beyond, a global network of churches, we're aware of significant need in a number of places around the world. And I am receiving quite a bit of communication these days about uh, the need. And so um, if that's something that, that pulls on your heart to give towards other works uh, throughout the world to, to help them get through this time, uh, then we're definitely taking donations for that. If you if you give online or you drop a check off out in our lockbox, anything like that, just be sure you mark it um, Global Relief Fund or Regions Beyond Relief or something like that so that we know that that, that giving is meant to go towards that. Um, specifically, I, I've been hearing a lot out of the nation of India where we have quite a few churches. And then our good friend Donna Bloomfield, many of you have been giving to Donna's work in Burundi in the last year. I think, I, I don't remember now how long ago it was that Donna was here, but um, she really captured some of us, you know, with what she's doing there. It's a, an amazing work. Um, but because of the global funding situation through Regions Beyond, uh, her ongoing support has been cut off as a part of budget cuts. And so they're trying to get more of a, a grassroots kind of thing going to help support Donna. So if God lays that on your heart to give towards helping Donna just continue to live and, and uh, function, then um, 
please give towards that as well. And we as a church will be wrestling with that issue as well. How can we help Donna in these times? We're hoping to have Donna here uh, in the fall. So looking forward to that as a possibility. So please just consider giving towards those things. We do have our needs board um, as a part of my MHCC where you can post a need or you can go look at the needs and you can grab one of those and, and take it and own it. But uh, we just haven't had a lot of need in that regard yet. So thank God for that. But also there's other opportunities for us to give. So uh, I am going to invite Ms. Shreya Clancy to join me. Shreya, would you maybe unmute yourself? Because it's going to take a minute. There you are. <laughs> can you, you hear doing? me? You, you yeah. can never hear me. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you can turn up your volume. We can all hear you now. I can actually can hear you loud and clear, Shreya. Okay, good. So, well, uh, you guys know we've sent communication out recently that uh, Shreya is going to be pursuing a different career opportunity. And uh, so we're very, very sad here in the office to not have her uh, in here from this point moving forward, but um, she's moving on to other awesome things. So, Shreya, what kind of a job are you going to go? I mean, what could have possibly tempted you away from working with us awesome people in the office? What kind of career are you going to be pursuing? Um, so I'm going to be working for my brother, actually, my older brother, Ryan. He has a new uh, tech company that he's starting. And so... Um, I'll be the lead of data verification, very glamorous. And um, but it's gonna be a really small company. So uh, not unlike here, where um, when I started here, the administrator position hadn't existed before and we just kind of made it up as we went along. And um, I'm kind of doing the same thing again, so. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's something new and, and different and data. I mean, that sounds, that sounds like a above my pay grade, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm interested in learning how to do more techie stuff, coding and stuff like that. So we'll kind of see where it takes me, but it's a way to get started in that field. And um, I'm really excited to help my brother build his business and mm -hmm. see what happens, so. Yeah, yeah, that, that'll be good. So are, do you have to, are you gonna have to relocate or anything or? Nope, I will be working remotely from um, here in Helena, so. I will still be around. Very cool. So we'll see you uh, once in a while on Sundays and things like that. Yeah. Very good. Whenever we can all get together again. I'll yeah, right. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Who knows when that will be? Yeah. Um. So, uh, is there uh, anything in particular you're gonna miss about working here? Oh, all kinds of things. Um, I'm definitely gonna miss my office. I'm sitting in here right now, and I already took everything off the walls, and it's looking kind of bare, but. Um, you know, everybody I work with is you and Jason and um, all the volunteers and stuff are all good friends. Like this isn't just a job, right? And right. and so I'm grateful that I, I still get to see you guys on Sundays and stuff, but it's going to be a big adjustment, you know? Um, I'll be working pretty much by myself, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that'll be kind of weird. And um, But there's, I've really enjoyed uh, like how varied this job is and, and all the different things I get to do, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm sure when I'm just punching in data and verifying data, I will be missing a lot of the other stuff that I got yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> what, um, I mean, with, 
as you leave here, what are some of the things you reflect on as being like um, major accomplishments or things you're proud of or, or glad, glad to have happened while, while you were here? Um, well, I think that a lot of what my, my role was, was just putting systems in place, you know, um, Mount Helena had gone for quite a long season without us, like just administrative position. And so it, um, that's what I started doing, you know, my MHCC and schedules and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure I drive everyone crazy with all my checklists and <laughs> spreadsheets and everything else, but just trying to get everything organized and together has been, um, I think, a big, big accomplishment. And then um, on a personal level, you know, it's like I said, we kind of created this job from scratch, but then it's evolved and I um, learned how to use InDesign and do graphics and and um, update the website and all kinds of stuff. I think that um, I'm proud of myself for learning lots of new things along yeah. the way. And um, it's been a really good experience. Yeah, you you had to learn a lot of things and I think we all did. And um, I, uh, I just, uh, I can't really begin to express how many positive things you brought to to us as a church, everything, all the hard work that you did. I know you put in a lot of effort. You did make the effort to learn lots of new things and we really benefited for that. And, uh, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. And, and we are sad to see you go, but really happy for you and, and for your future and glad you're not uh, going to the other side of the earth or anything, but that you'll <laughs> still be around. Yeah, um, I probably will start randomly like bossing people around on Sundays because I won't know what to do with myself. So yeah, yeah. Sorry we'll have to if, be... I, if I do that, I was thinking about it a little bit how, you know, I've worked here five and a half years, but before that I actually contracted with the church as the bookkeeper. Um, yeah. It's like 2010 or 2011 and um, led worship here forever. And so this will be like the first time in, you know, a decade that I'm not in charge of something. And <laughs> that'll be, that'll be really weird. Yeah, that'll be weird for you. It'll be weird, I'm weird for sure us. I'm not sure I know how to do it, <laughs> but I'll try. Yeah, we're, well, we're going to have to try not to uh, bombard you on Sundays in the near future and those kind of things if we start getting together. We, hey, Glass Rish, she knows. We'll yeah, have to be careful. That's okay. I won't mind. Is there uh, is there any anything you're you're leaving here going to try and blackmail me or blackmail Jason with? You know, like dirty laundry that maybe we have to pay you to keep quiet about or anything like that no no what happens in the office stays in the office right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's good well again Shreya, I, I i wish we were all gathered together on a sunday this morning because then you could hear everybody's thunderous applause as you left the stage but uh <laughs> just greatly appreciate you really gonna miss having you around and trusting god with your future and ours and and uh, you, you've been a good friend to us you've been a good friend to me and i think we're all better uh, for the years that, that you've invested in us. So thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It's been God bless you and what goes on. Time. All right. All right. No tears. Um, I'm going to turn it over to Tyler and Leslie. And uh, we're going to hear them visiting with BG and Lynn. So take it away, guys. Thanks, JR, and good morning, Mount Helena Community Church. Nice to see all of you today. Uh, we are in store for quite the treat. We have BG and Lynn Stumberg with us. Woo! 
Did you hear everybody clapping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clap louder, people. <laughs> uh, we just thought it would be a great idea to um, take some time and sit down and chat with these guys because they have so much wisdom uh, and I'm lucky enough to have breakfast with BG once a week. Well, I should say back when we could have breakfast together, we were lucky to have breakfast once a week. And remember those days? Yeah, yeah I, I really miss Steve's bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> and gluten-free pancakes. How does it go? If it's floppy, it's sloppy? Is that what you say? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Always send it back for Chris. Burning. He likes his bacon crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, we're excited because BG and Lynn have been through a thing or two in their lives, and so there's a lot of wisdom in there. So we just wanted to take some time and sit down and talk with you. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about your background and more about yourselves? Where did you meet? College, kids, jobs, pets, whatever you feel like. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was born in Texas and BG was born in Georgia. And um, I went to the University of Texas in Austin and BG went to SMU in Dallas. And, um, but that is not where we met. I like to say that if we had met at that point in our lives, we probably wouldn't be married today. And he'll explain a little bit about that in a bit. Um, but so we did meet in Dallas, but it was years later at Dallas Theological Seminary. And um, I was working on my master's in um, biblical studies and BG was working on his master's in theology. And um, we met in a prayer class and then later, um, our eyes were not opened until later at an at admissions conference. And then we got married within what, a year and a half? No, a year. A year, yeah. Wow. So uh, we served, we worked in Dallas for two years and had our first child in Dallas. And then we had always felt called um, to either go overseas as missionaries or to go to the Northwest. And um, so God ended up, ended up calling us to our first church, was, which was in Burley, Idaho, which is in southern Idaho and um, predominantly Mormon community. Very oh. interesting place to serve. And um, we were there for about seven years and had four more children there. Three. Wow. Three more children. No, four. no, we had all four of them. Four, four more children. children. We have five. <laughs> <laughs> Three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. So we had had all our kids by that time. So then we went back down south because we wanted to be closer to family. And we served in a church in Pembroke, Georgia, southern Georgia. And um, it was a good, it was a good church. We both just felt kind of a homesickness because I think we both felt we had been called to the Northwest and so kind of put some feelers out and were able to come back up to, um, to Helena, well, back to, to the Northwest and ended up in Helena, out in East Helena at Canyon Free Road Baptist Church. We served there for 17 years. 17 years. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was, it was good, good time. And, um, then we retired about six years ago. December 28th of 2014. And um, after visiting lots of churches, we ended up at Mount Helena. And uh, it's been an awesome time, I think, of refreshing for us. And uh, yeah. 
Wow. And I remember um, I, I knew BG through um, just your time at Canyon Ferry. Uh, but Lynn, I also remember you from Starbucks. We would go in there That's right. quite a bit. And uh, you had this like knack for remembering every single person's name. <laughs> and their drink. And she their drink. Close to 500, I think, one time. It was amazing. Wow. I'm bragging on her. Yeah. It was amazing. Not quite fine, fine. She still meets people to this day and goes, hi, you had a caramel macchiato <laughs> with two shots of, you know, she <laughs> rattle off this stuff and I'm going, holy mackerel. Wow. So did you, like, just curious, did you think of people like, what was first in your brain, their name or their drink? It would be their names, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And then... And then their drinks. Yeah, because I, I knew I wanted to remember their names because people appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you definitely did. That, I mean, because I didn't know you back then, and I just remembered that lady knows every single person's name in here because you were calling people by name. Yeah, I remember that too. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and that's also interesting that folks might not know is that you both have master's degrees in biblical studies and theology, right? Is that what I heard? In Christian education. Wow. Wow. So like when we stand up at the front and say like, you know, the Greek for this word is it's because we looked it up online, but you guys actually know that. Actually, I didn't have Greek and Hebrew. He did. But do you remember it? No, No. I'm not a (laughs) scholar or student. (laughs) I just know how to use Google. (laughs) Well, and I realized after I graduated, I'd spent tons of time going through Greek and Hebrew, but you can look it up in an interlinear or a commentary. Those guys that help you out like that, for me, it was like a constant issue. And um, so I, I, I learned to depend on them, which some guys would say that's not good. But it, for me, that was fine. You know, I'm, I just didn't want to delve into that. And that's personal. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us again, how long have you been married? We just celebrated 35 years in uh, December 29th. Yeah. Wow. 35 years. Congratulations. Yes. That's quite a feat. She's she's a saint. (laughs) (laughs) You know, saint a sinner. (laughs) Well, um, part of the reason that when Leslie and I were talking, part of the reason that we were so excited to talk to you guys tonight is I think just uh, it feels like, at least in my generation, that we're we're missing that that group above us that there's not a, I mean, we definitely know folks, but um, like that sage that you guys are just the, the folks that have been around the block a time or two and you have so much wisdom to offer. Um, that's why I said, Hey, if, if we can get these guys in front of a microphone for 30 minutes and just glean some wisdom, I think the whole church would just so appreciate hearing your story, but also a little bit what you've been through. Yeah. So um, I guess on that note, um, we were, when Leslie and I were thinking about what we wanted to ask you, it feels like, I mean, especially like in light of COVID-19 and worldwide pandemic, but bigger than that, it, it at least feels like to us that everything is like changing and it's changing all the time. Like the, things are moving so fast that you, you can't keep up. And I thought, okay, you guys have been married 35 years. You've seen a lot of life. So what are like what are some of the guidelines that you guys live by? I mean, are there are there certain things where it's just like, yeah, this is part of our daily life or 
this is things we do, things we don't do. Like, how do you, how have you gotten through life? Um, I think for both of us, we, we've learned to always go back to the Lord. I mean, he's, he's our rock. He's the unchangeable one. He's the one that we can depend on. And when, when all this stuff started uh, happening with COVID, I, I have times when I don't take my quiet time. I hate to say that, but I don't. Well, since all this stuff started, I've been pretty rock on. I mean, just, I got to have time with the Lord because otherwise I, I'm, I lose perspective. And, I, and Lynn's real good about that. She's every morning, same place, same time, does the same thing. I mean, not the same thing that she's reading, but she's just disciplined about that. And, uh, and so I, I would say the thing that's really held us over the 35 years um, is, is just leaning on him. We, you know, I'm not easy to live with. Uh, I, I tend to be sort of a, an entrepreneurial um, type A personality. And that at times makes it difficult I know it makes me difficult to live with. And uh, I know for her that going back to the Lord has kept her married to me. I'm not exactly sure why at times, but I'm glad <laughs> it has kept her married to me. Um, so, yeah, I would say the, the and, and I only try, but if, if I didn't have the Lord, I don't know what I would do. I don't see how people can do it without the Lord, quite frankly. I just don't get that. And I wasn't a Christian all my life. I didn't become a Christian until I was 23. But before, and even now, I don't, I just, I don't, what do you lean on? What do you grab hold of? Right. What's, what's constant when everything else is changing? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in the middle of a huge river of just blow by change, what do you hold on to? And for me, it's, and, and for Lynn, I think for both of us, it's just, He's our rock. He's the one we trust. And that's not always easy either. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Super trusting, but he's the one that we look to. So. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I, I'm very grateful um, that I was raised in a Christian home. He didn't have that. And um, so from an early age, um, I just felt the Lord drawing me to himself. And um, so when I came to Christ at 13, I, um, I just realized that God was my best friend. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to hang out with him, you know, just like he's my best friend. And it, to me, that was just kind of a natural thing. And um, so I began just running to him whenever I was upset or feeling lonely or um, afraid, I would just go to God. And um, I had different places and I love nature. So I was, it was either by a lake or in the woods or um, behind a dorm when I got older, when I was in college. So I had all these places, I call them my sacred places now that Mm -hmm. I would meet with God. And, um, and so now, years later, I can look back at all those places oh. and, um, and just remember that God was always there. He was always there waiting for me. And, we, and, the, and it was like but just a special time. And so when I remember that, not only does it bring me joy, but it, um, it builds my faith, just remembering how he's been there for all those years. And um, it was... And, 
it was a real special, it's very special to me um, to be able to think back on that. So do you have a special place by your home now? Mm -hmm. I do. I have a place. I have a place on Mount Helena, have a place close by our house, you know, different places actually around Helena now that I like to go to. So, yeah. And, and one thing I, I was thinking that it's easy for me now because we don't have children, but when we did have children, BG was very good about, um, like on Sunday afternoons, that was when I would, I would go. I would go out for a, a long walk and he would always keep the kids. And he was really good about that. Well, well I took a nap on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> no telling what was going on while I was gone. But, uh, but just the point of that being is that um, I, I think couples sometimes can work together to enable each other to have um, some moments of solitude mm-hmm. when they can. Yeah. So what is your, um, you both mentioned your, your morning time is pretty consistent. What does that look like for you guys? Like, how do you, how do you spend your morning time? Well, generally I'm the first one up. I mean, there are days I sleep in, but usually I wake up between five 30 and six and I, uh, come in and make a cup of tea. I make Earl Grey tea almost every morning. And then I have a, a easy chair, a lounge chair, basically that I sit in. We have big windows outside this door that look out over the oh, deal ranch and back up to the Elkhorns and all that. And um, I sit there and watch the sunrise. And um, I read uh, right now I'm doing a, a thing where I read through the whole of scripture in a year, um, usually three chapters in the old Testament, one in the new Testament. And then if I have the time, I, I, I have a, um, uh, a proverb according to the date, um, and then I read uh, <clears throat> um, five psalms according to the date. And uh, what I mean by that is like um, April 1st, I read Psalm 1 and Proverbs 1, and then uh, I add 30 to that, so I read Psalm 31, Psalm 61, Psalm 91, Psalm 121. And uh, I love the Psalms because it's just, it's an emotional um, sort of roller coaster of things that are going on in different people's lives. And, and uh, I tend to identify with a lot of that stuff. And so yeah. it gives me comfort and um, it helps me trust God, uh, you know, through the ups and downs of life. And um, so, and then I need wisdom because I'm sort of a, a dimwad and, so I read Proverbs as, as regularly as I can. And uh, I've done that for 30 years. Wow. I, think. Um, I learned that from a friend, the guy who married us. Um, his name's Dave Knopp. I learned that from Dave, gosh, when I was on OM, which would have been, I came home from OM in 78. So it's, that's how long I've been doing it one way or the other. So okay. yeah, I'm not, I don't, that's not every single day, every single month, but that's, generally what I always come back to. Um, if I'm doing a Bible study, like when we've done Bible studies, um, I'll do my Bible reading then for, or the reading of a book, I, you know, like uh, the book on prayer we've taken up. Um, I've read most of that. Um, I, I read theology books. Um, when we came into Mount Helena, <clears throat> that was a different um, uh, theological uh, uh, background for us. I mean, I'm from a conservative Southern Baptist 
background mm-hmm. and coming into a mildly charismatic, prophetic, all that stuff was different. So I've read a number of books on theology trying to, uh, from a charismatic standpoint, trying to understand what's going on and how all this works. And yeah, wow. I can't put God in a box, which I've realized a whole bunch, but, um, but I, it helps me to understand. So I read, I do that when I'm, if I have, sometimes I spend two or three hours reading in the mornings. I don't get to do that very often, but that's something I like to do. It gives me a lot of comfort. I, I really enjoy that time. But uh, so that's sort of what I do. She does something pretty different from all that. Um, she meets with him in, in our bedroom. I meet with him in our living room. So We go to separate rooms. <laughs> yeah, what do you do, Lynn? How's your morning routine look? I usually do a proverb and a psalm. And uh, I've done the read through the Bible in a year or two, but I kind of took a break from that. And um, two, a lot of times I'm like right now, I'm working on the Jonah Bible study with the, the women and some Priscilla Shires that I've done. I always enjoy those. So and sometimes I'll go out on a rabbit trail and do my own study on a topic that maybe I get interested in or whatever. So, yeah, that's fun. Can you like, especially being married for 35 years, can, can each one of you, can you tell the difference when the other one is not doing their morning time and having that time? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, you don't have to answer it. <laughs> you've told me before, but I didn't really notice, but I think you would say, you've told me a couple of times, I'm not really yeah. reading my Bible. I'm not as disciplined as she is. She's extremely disciplined in every area of her life. He calls me a plotter. Yeah. My, actually, one of my prayers before I got married, I didn't get married until I was 32. And um, I prayed that God would give me a disciplined woman because I was not a super disciplined man. And I had no idea how he would answer that. But, I mean, Lynn's, I would consider almost hyper-disciplined. So she never misses. I mean, it's just constant. And me, I am, okay, here we, Lord and I have met together for a week or 10 days or two weeks or whatever, maybe 30 days right now, I would say. And then, boom, I got something else to do and, and yeah. I miss it. And then I'm out of sync and then I have to go back and sort of start myself over again. So I think she picks that up. She's more consistent and level than I am. And again, that goes back to sort of who I am and who she is and um, opposites attract, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about you guys as a married couple, what do you wish you would have known when you first started out in your marriage? Ooh. Mm. Let me go first. Mm, yeah. I wish I'd known about the Enneagram. Oh, would that be nice? Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, I was not introduced to, to it until actually, I think you guys um, mentioned it and you had a, um, how long ago was that that uh, you talked to, you both spoke on marriage in service? Yeah, we a couple did. years. I think two years. Yeah, that long. Yeah, I think that's when I first was became aware of the Enneagram. For those that might not know what that is, explain to us what that is if you could. It's just a... You could probably explain it better than me, Tyler. I'm not very good at defining it. It is a psychological profile using nine different um, personality types, if you would, but yeah. they're quite in depth. Um, when, when Lynn and I, 
uh, got engaged. We went through some premarital counseling <clears throat> at Dallas Seminary, and they put us through the, uh, I think it's called the Johnson Briggs or Johnson Meyer. Myers Briggs. Yeah. Myers Briggs. Yeah, Myers Briggs. And then they put us through uh, um, the uh, the four things. What is that? You forget to lose all the disc test. Yeah. You lose all that stuff. And so we, we went through all that and we learned quite a bit about our personality types at that point. Actually, sort of funny that the psychiatrist at the seminary said we probably would have a hard time being married. <laughs> you know, he was sort of suggesting we not get married, but we decided to get married. And, 35 years later, he was probably right. So, <laughs> so how has, how has the, Enneagram, the Enneagram helped you then? Well, I think, you know, I remember you said um, in, in your talk that day that it helps us to understand our mate or to, to get to know them better. I can't remember how you said it, but I just feel like um, it's been a help for me to understand um where we're both coming from, because I think for years, I um, I would perceive things that he said or did in one way, and I think often it wasn't even really how he intended it. And part of it is his eightness um, he's <laughs> on the Enneagram, and they're called I'm a one. He's a he's a wannabe one who's an eight. <laughs> we, we we all know the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, it, he's called the challenger, and then I'm a two, and oh, I'm, yeah. And so we put those two together, and so usually if we were having a heated conversation, then um, he didn't seem to be too faced by it, but like I was just melting and wanted to just go crawl in a hole. And so we lived for that. And two, another thing is I would just worry about it all day because I thought he was mad at me. And so now I've realized that no, he likes, he's like, he wants to have a little challenge and maybe a good debate. And um, so I would be taking that wrong. And so now that I've recognized that that's um, that trait, I'm trying to deal with it more proactively. So when, um, when these things come up, rather than getting all upset and defensive, um, I'm trying to go maybe add some humor not take it so personally yeah. and, um, and then leave it. Don't not worry about it all day. Cause he's not. And, um, just realize that he's not upset with me. He's not angry and, um, and just deal with it, um, more according to godly wisdom than human wisdom. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 So, I mean, would it be accurate to say, I mean, cause the Enneagram is just one of the, you know, like you said, just a personality tool sounds like what you're saying is it just basically helped you give some verbiage and vocabulary to what was maybe going on exactly inside one another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it says in first Peter, you know, the, the husband should live with their wives in an un understanding way. And I think that goes two ways. I mean, we both need to be trying to understand one another and, um, and then it's easier to, to, um, get along. <laughs> <laughs> now what's interesting is like during during your explanation bg was making some faces that uh oh, no. <laughs> I, I i think we, we should dive into that a little bit <laughs> what do you maybe maybe we'll go on to the next one what do you what do you wish you knew bg when you first got married mm. 
Well, I think probably part of it was I wished I knew how much of a flower my wife was and how I sometimes crushed that because I was so I'm a, I'm a dominant. I can be very domineering. I, I don't mean to be, but I can be. And, uh, and I would come off as, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's, let's get this thing squared away right now. And she doesn't work that way. It sometimes it takes several days for her to think through things and regurgitate and meditate and do all that. And in the meantime, I'm, I'm one of two things. I'm either, I've either forgotten it and gone to, onto something else, or I have sat on top of it and I've gotten angry and wondered what, what's wrong with this woman, you know, and that's not there. It was just the way she was doing. It was just the way she was responding. It was who she was, not, not that there was something wrong. She was just having to deal with it in a different way. My family was extremely dysfunctional. My, my core family, my, you know, birth family and all that. Her family was, had its own dysfunction, but it was very calm, um, very intact. Uh, relationships tended to be in pretty good shape. Um, for me, having a fight was normal. For her, having a fight was very abnormal. So it was, it was difficult when you put those two extremes together and try to work, work through them at times. Um, and, and sometimes it was hurtful, but sometimes it was always, if we could get to the other end of it, it's always been helpful for our growth and for us coming together as more of a couple in the long run. So I won't tell you it's always been easy. <laughs> I, remember, I remember something you said on one of our Tuesday mornings that was interesting, that the difference between your guys' personalities was that um, you would, BG, you would be getting like, um, spirited and animated in the discussion. And then Lynn would be wondering like, why are you raising your voice in BG? You, you, I remember you saying, I, I'm not raising my voice. I'm just talking. And I just thought that was so interesting. Like the different personalities, like to, from a two or from Lynn, it's like, no, my husband's yelling at me. And the, the husband's just like, no, I'm not yelling. Like right. innocently enough. Yeah. Two different perspectives. Uh -huh, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we've had to struggle with that for years ago. She said, I can't stand it when you get beady eyes. Well, when I got beady eyes, that was, I was focusing <laughs> on the thing at hand <laughs> and I wanted to deal with it, you know? <clears throat> and she was going, I can't stand it. I need to run. <laughs> and it, you know, it was just so different the way we communicated. And so, yeah, so we just, we've had to slowly, unfortunately slowly grab hold of that and take care of it as we as we and i don't do the bdi thing anymore i, I never realized i did it until she started pointing it out but i really work at not doing the bdi thing so i have to calm myself so that i can talk rationally <laughs> think through everything i'm saying and then make sure that she's feeling good and i don't still you know I don't still get that at times. So it's just, it's a constant, I think, deal so that we can work towards better communication all the time. So, yeah, Lynn, how do you, how do you do that then? Because the two, and I mean, we won't make this all about Enneagram, but the two is the giver or the helper. And so when, when your husband is, you know, kind of like goes into that intense mode, 
how do you kind of snap him out of that? Or how do you, you know, lovingly say, hey, you're doing it again? Because I think you could apply that to all different parts of relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you said that right, like lovingly. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing I started, a couple of things I started doing, waiting till the appropriate time, you know, so there are times when it's not a good time. So if I can, wait till an appropriate time. And then usually I will approach the conversation now and say, can we have a charge neutral conversation? Charge neutral. Charge. That's a whole coaching term, which I remember, charge neutral. And so it's just like, it's what does not, that mean? just there's not um, so much. Emotion. Well, yeah. Sort of take the emotion out of it to try to talk. So that we can talk about because the issue. For me, emotion has not always been um, a, a problem. But at the same time, I go way over here with emotion in that I'm you know, I'm hurt or I'm angry or whatever. But for her, any type of emotion displayed put her in, oh, you know, I don't know that I can deal with this right this minute. And it shut her up, which was the opposite of what I want to do. I want to have a conversation. I want to get this thing taken care of. I want to do it right now. We need to do this so we can go on to the next thing. It's another hill to climb, another, you know, battle to win. And let's, boom, boom, let's go do it. And she's going, oh, oh, oh. So we had to figure that one out. I mean, that, and we still struggle with that. So at times, not a whole lot, but at times. And so does that, does that vocabulary, is that something you guys still use in your, in your relationship, like the, the charge neutral? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just, can we, can we have a conversation and can, and sometimes too, I'll say, um, can I finish what I want to say before you interrupt or whatever? <laughs> that goes both ways. That goes both yeah, ways. Yeah, because we, you know, we all do that. So. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So to Leslie's point, um, you wish you knew about some some personality tools before you were married. Um, what else did you? I mean, because thirty five years. Is there anything like if you were writing a letter to your younger self, your younger selves, that you put in that letter? Mm. Well, we hadn't talked about this, but I think we were both idealist. You know, we had we had a you know here was our idea of what marriage was. I certainly was. I had I did not have a good print in my past for marriage. My folks divorced when I was fifteen, and there was a huge mess and all that. So I didn't have a picture of what a marriage looks like in her marriage. Her mom, her folks' marriage. Although it was stable and good in a lot of instances, there was there were some odd things about that. So here I I sort of envisioned this biblical Christian marriage that was going to be, you know, all peaches and cream, and we'd raise five wonderful children, and God would bless us on every turn, and we'd never have to go through a lot of hardships, and that's not always been the case. <laughs> So I think for me, that, that's, that was something I've wrestled with over the years is what my ideal was, but then what reality actually is. Not that reality has been bad, but just trying to adjust what I think with what is actually going on. Yeah. And, and what we are learning together, if, if I could, you know, what we're thinking through and trying to deal with together. 
we haven't always, I don't think we've always struck 100% on that either. So, how about you? One thing though was that we both came into our marriage, um, just said uh, we would always say, um, divorce is not going to be an option for us. And uh, so we just had to like, we really took the covenant seriously and um, and we still do. And at times it's like, wow, then maybe that was what kept us together. But it's it's a good thing. It keeps you together. And then the, when the going gets good, there are hard, hard times. But we just, we're going to stick together. When I used to do a lot of marriage counseling as a, as a pastor. We sort of fall into that. And um, <clears throat> one of the things I read 15 years ago, they'd done a study. I don't know if it was focused on the family or another group, but they'd done a study and they'd found that couples who had had real severe problems in their marriage, if they remained together five years later, they loved each other more than they did before the issue. They'd worked things out over a long period of time. It wasn't that they had... Um, Maybe they'd gone through counseling, but it wasn't that it happened just like that. It was a, it was a, it was a, an, it, it was dealing with an issue somehow in their relationship. So when you have that covenant and say, I'm going to stick with this person, regardless of what happens, then given time, and if you're, I, I think you have to be teachable. I think you have to be open to the Spirit of God. I think you have to allow the Word of God to dwell in your heart richly so that it, it births things that are right. Given time, your marriage will grow better. It, you know, when you hit bumps. And we've never had, I mean, huge, huge issues where we've, you know, the marriage was at the point of dissolution. We've never had that. But we have had trouble. Right. We've had some, you know, and we found out that we're both not perfect. And so it just... I'm being facetious to a point, but that's really sort of how things work. You find out something about your mate, and then you realize, well, that wasn't what I was planning on. Right. Right. Well, you got to, I mean, anybody can assume in, after 35 years, you've you've been through some things and come out on the other side. Yeah. Um, man, that's, that's so good. Um, I feel like we're, we're just getting into it. Maybe, maybe one of these days we can arrange like a, like a part two to our conversation. Cause, um, you guys, I mean, this, this has already been so rich with, I mean, a lot of practical stuff for all of us, but, um, it'd be great to, to sit down with you again and have a, have a part two of the, the conversation. Cause it's just awesome to get to talk to somebody that has been through life and just say, Hey, how did you do this? Or what do you think about when you do this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, as we wrap up, would you guys, uh, would you, would you pray for us and, and everybody listening? Sure. Let me do. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for Mount Helena and for all that you've uh, done in and through this church. So you've touched people and the leadership you've raised up. We thank you for them. We pray you bless them, fill them with your spirit and continue to give them wisdom to lead us. We thank you for calling us to each other for marriage and not just our marriage, but the marriages that are represented in the church. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless them, that you would encourage them, and that you would help them to go uh, through the fires, realizing that it's a refiner's fire that brings out the gold, that brings out those precious metals. And 
brings out the preciousness in each other's uh, character and personality. And so we ask that you would um, uh, bless the marriages, that you would give them um, endurance in the midst of uh, travail and, 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 and junk that goes on, and that you would just uh, give them wisdom to deal with the things that come up before them as you would have them deal with it. Lord, we pray that you would um, bring us back together as a fellowship. I don't know about the rest, but I'm, I'm uh, tired of not being able to uh, reach out and shake a hand and hug on somebody that I love and, and uh, encourage them in the Lord. So we ask that you would bring this whole um, COVID-19 19 thing to an end so we can meet together as a fellowship and bless one another. So, Lord, uh, thank you. Thank you for again for this time together and for this uh, for this church and for what you're doing. Thanks for Tyler and Leslie and just bless them and uh, anoint them and use them. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Mm. Well, thanks again for your time, guys. We super appreciate it. Yes. This is great. Thank you for, for asking. Yeah. Us. Thanks we're, for asking. We're sort of flattered. Yeah. It's a blessing. Glad to talk to you guys. Looking forward to part two. <laughs> yeah, sure. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, BG and Lynn and Tyler and Leslie for that. That was very good. A lot of, a lot of rich stuff in there. Really appreciate you sharing uh, wisdom. I love hearing the stories of, of people that are ahead of me in life and, and the way that they've overcome and persevered. And uh, that's a, that's a real encouragement. Really appreciate it. Look, that's the, that's the end of our service today, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, be sure and thank uh, BG and Lynn. Be sure and high-five Shreya. Uh, and uh, we, we will have Shreya around and uh, a little bit part-time over the next few weeks as we transition some of the stuff. But today is her last full-time day. And, and so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what, what, what comes next. We're trusting God to lead us with the decisions of how to arrange the staff and move forward and he's led us thus far and uh, we expect that he will continue to do so so you guys thanks for joining us stand by for more information this coming week take care have a great week bye-bye